The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 235. Well, you know what, Wolf Cubs, uh, no stranger to the area around Dawson City, Yukon. But what is strange and exciting is to find a perfectly preserved specimen dating back to the last ice age. But that is exactly what paleontologist Grant Zazla found himself looking at recently. Uh, Mr. Zazla works for the Yukon government. A couple of years ago, received a call after a team of gold miners uncovered the mummified animals. He joins us on the line now. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, not too bad at all. I have to ask you, what does a mummified wolf cub look like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it probably looks a lot like your pet little puppy at home that's been uh, taxidermied. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. It's a, a complete little wolf pup that's got all its hair and skin and little tail, eyelashes. Uh, it's, it's like an animal that died uh, yesterday, but... Uh, we know that it died over 50,000 years ago and was 50, preserved in the permafrost. Thousand years so, ago. Yeah, so given that number right there, how surprised were you by the quality of this find, Grant? Well, we know that the permafrost is an amazing sort of situation to preserve these sort of things. Like in Siberia, almost every summer they find a, a woolly mammoth carcass <laughs> that's uh, emerged from the permafrost with a trunk and hair and all this, but... We don't find these types of uh, remains very often in Canada. They're actually incredibly rare. And uh, we work very closely with these gold miners near Dawson City every summer, and they, they find thousands of bones of woolly mammoths and saber-toothed cats and camels, but never anything like this. So we are super excited, of course. I'm sure you are. So, Grant, I have to ask, uh, do you, is it just a great find, or is it an educational find? When you find an animal that's that many years old, do you do you see the beginnings of some kind of evolution? Well, what we're going to be able to do with a specimen like this, we're going to be able to learn a lot of information about how this animal lived in the ancient past and why it died and things like that, because the permafrost will preserve all its DNA. So we'll be able to look at it genetically and see how it's related to modern-day populations that are living in the north today. And, and the, you know, one of the big questions about the Ice Age is that about 12,000 years ago, so many species go extinct, like woolly mammoths and saber-toothed cats. But wolves were around during the Ice Age, but they survived. Mm-hmm. So maybe trying to understand how their populations were changing uh, before and after this time will give us a better understanding of those reasons why. So lots of different scientific questions we can address with it, but also just purely educational to be able to look at the face of an ancient animal that's over 50,000 years old. It really, really captures your imagination and gives you that opportunity to ponder, wow, the, the world was so different back then. And how were these things preserved? And how did the how did the life work back 50,000 years ago? So I think it really brings the ancient world to life. I love your excitement because it, it makes me excited about this conversation, Grant. I just I absolutely <laughs> love it. Now, can you give us an idea of how this pup died and, um, and, and how that impacted the preservation of its body? Yes, uh, definitely. So, uh, you know, we think of 50,000 years ago, there was the Ice Age, there was mammoths running around there was camels running around the yukon and there's probably a very different environment it wasn't today we're in the middle of the boreal forest but then it was almost treeless it was a cold dry almost prairie type environment so there was you know this wolf had had a uh, there was probably a mom out there it had some pups and 
the pup was probably in its in its den hanging out and um and maybe the mother went off foraging or hunting for for the day and came back and possibly the the the, the den had collapsed on this animal and then just you know instantly buried it and and what happens in the northern environments like that um is we have permafrost we have ground that's frozen all year so the animal got uh, buried by the dirt and then frozen in time and then wasn't uncovered until, you know, just a few years ago. So really it becomes like, uh, you know, per- perfectly preserved and encased in that in that frozen ground. And, and there you go. It's a it's, uh, perfectly uh, preserved specimen. It's like a flash freeze. It really is because it's almost like perfectly freeze-dried uh, yeah. flesh. Um, huh. On the caribou itself, you can see parts of it. There's a, so there was a wolf and a caribou found uh, within weeks of each other. And the caribou, oh, the, 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 the flesh, you can, it looks like beef jerky. You could probably take a strip off it and, and, and eat it. it it's, it's, it's just freeze-dried flesh and meat and skin and hair. And it's uh, absolutely remarkable. You know, Grant, i got to tell you, I wish instead of having this conversation, you sat next to me on a flight to Toronto because <laughs> <laughs> having discovered what you do and what you found, I would be, I, I would literally talk to you the whole way. So let me ask you this. You found it. It's intact. It's incredible. Now what, though? How do you preserve it the way it is right now? Well, so when they were found in 2016, we we they were we put them in the deep freeze and <laughs> literally in a chest freezer, and we held on to them for a bit. We we took a few pieces off them and and sent samples away for radiocarbon dating. So that's how we know that they're older than 50,000 years old. And then uh, the next step is we sent them to a, a conservation lab in, in Ottawa. So the Canadian Conservation Institute, they work with museums across the country. And basically well, their job was to take these frozen animals and, and make sure they're properly cleaned and preserved and, and so they can basically last in a museum sort of context for, for as long as possible. So really because they were so well preserved, it's almost just like uh, freeze-drying. So once they were brought uh, the temperature from frozen to thawed state, they're actually incredibly stable. So we're not really too concerned. We don't need to keep them frozen anymore because they're basically just uh, just freeze-dried flesh. So do so, they smell? Um, now, they, they don't. They, they did when they were melting, but now that they're dry and, and properly cleaned of all the dirt and all that, they, they don't smell at all. The sites that we find these at, these gold mines near Dawson City, they have an incredible smell, though, because Really, that permafrost that's melting in the summer because of all the mining activity, it's, it's, it's sludgy, dirty, stinky mud. It's, it's like a barnyard in, in, in the spring. It's, 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 you know, in that mud is uh, organic material like plants and, and pieces of, you know, probably feces of these Ice Age animals. And it's just an amazing smell that comes in these mines. But <laughs> these particular, uh, particular specimens themselves, they, uh, they actually don't stink at all. They, they're pretty cute. Grant, I, this is fascinating stuff, and and, and I, I never have a problem with asking a dumb question, so here it goes. Yeah, all right. I, no I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out, uh, how much uh, this particular animal has changed. If, it, if I was driving in the Yukon and it ran in front of my car and back into the ditch again, would I think to myself, that was the most unusual animal I've ever seen? Would I think, oh my God, that looked prehistoric? Or would I think, well, there goes a wolf cub? Yeah, there goes the wolf cub. That's exactly it. That's one of the neat things about Ice Age wolves is that, um, you know, 50,000 years ago, we had a whole crazy diversity of animals here from camels to mammoths to wolves. And some of them went extinct at the end of the Ice Age and some of them didn't. 
And wolves are one of those species that didn't go extinct because they were very highly adaptable. They were able to um, uh, respond to different climates and changes in environment and basically keep on going. The one difference, though, about wolves up here during the Ice Age is they are actually smaller than they are today. Hmm. And that's because if you think of carnivores, these animals that are eating meat, in the Yukon during the Ice Age, we had lions, we had saber-toothed cats, we had giant short-faced bears, we had grizzly bears. So they were on this sort of pecking order of large carnivores. They were actually, you know, they were actually one of the tiny guys. So it wasn't until after the end of the Ice Age and the extinction of those other crazy big carnivores that their their body sizes uh, expanded and they were they got bigger. So it looks just like a, a small little wolf pup, and it's super cute. Um, yeah, it's, uh, looks like, it looks like one of your pets that was taxidermied and, and, and put on your mantle. Grant Zazla is um, a Yukon government paleontologist joining us this afternoon. We're talking about these discoveries that were made uh, that have made a couple of years ago. One um, of a, what was it, a caribou remains sure. that includes the animal's torso, the head, and the front limbs. But the one that I've been fascinating about is this wolf cub. Now, did you have any, or this wolf pup, did you have any idea how old it was when it died is it a was it a boy was it a girl and i'm also curious to know what when you did any x-rays was there anything inside its stomach that you could tell maybe what it had been eating well yeah that's actually a really good point because uh, us as paleontologists we're used to looking at ancient bones so we're good at de- dealing with bones and but this is a whole different kind of fossil it's a whole animal so we we took it over to the veterinarian at uh, uh in whitehorse and the first thing they did was take an x-ray and that, that, the x-ray confirmed two things. One, that it was a female, because it didn't have a baculum bone, um, which is, uh, the, is a bone in you know, a penis bone, I could say. Okay. Um, it doesn't have one of those, so it's a girl. <laughs> so, and then the other thing is that uh, most of the long bones weren't quite fused. So it, was, it told us that it was very young, and their estimate based on those bones is that it was an animal that was less than eight weeks old when it died. So it was just an infant, little baby. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we discovered those. Uh, we didn't, um, so we, we're, the next thing we'll probably be doing is doing some CAT scans because then we'll be able to see the internal organs like the heart and, the, like you said, the stomach contents because, yeah, that's another question. What was this animal eating? I suspect because of the age, yeah. it was probably an animal that's still only nursing on mother's still milk, on milk, but uh, we don't know that. So yeah. that's another, so that we can do different testing and uh, we can look at the chemistry of the flesh and the hair. And that'll help us determine what it was eating, and we'll be able to look at the internal organs. So it's kind of a, a situation where we can assemble almost a, de- a dream team of scientists to come together and study these sort of uh, sort of remains and try to answer as many questions as we can about how it lived and died. Hey, uh, clear up uh, one more thing for me, will you? For sure. Uh, when we talk about the Ice Age, we talk about animals, you know, just being trapped by this Ice Age or uh, becoming extinct. What time frame are we talking about? I mean, I, I guess, I, you know, I never studied the Ice Age. I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. And I, I, yeah, sure. So is it just uh, it happened over a weekend? It happened over a year? <laughs> no. I mean, you know, how? how no. Okay. Yeah, no, the, so the Ice Age begins about two and a half million years ago. And from, from, from about two and a half million years ago until about 12,000 years ago, the Earth was really in, engulfed in, in large glaciers. So most of, most of Canada... And where you are in Edmonton was covered by two or three kilometers of ice. But the cool thing, or, you know, maybe the cold thing, I could say, <laughs> about the Yukon in Alaska 
is while you guys in Edmonton were covered by a giant glacier, we weren't. The Yukon was ice-free. And that's because it was, it, was, it was too cold and too dry, specifically, to have a glacier in the Yukon. So um, this whole area between uh, Yukon, Alaska, and Siberia were all ice-free because it was so cold and so dry. So it, it was actually, this was almost like a, re- a refuge. Uh, it was almost, yeah, like a, uh, what, do you, what do you call those in the deserts? An oasis for, for Ice Age animals up in the Yukon. So they were actually well adapted to these cold, dry temperatures. So um, it was actually a, probably a more productive and habitable place 25,000 or 50,000 years ago than it is today. So you can, you could, in the Yukon, you could have went out your back door and saw almost like an African uh, Serengeti full of animals while the rest of North America or uh, Canada was covered by glaciers. Well, some things never uh, change. We're still kind of covered with ice. (laughs) (laughs) It's been snowing since last week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You guys had it bad. Uh, We didn't get that uh, snow dump like you did. Grant, a couple more quick questions. And I'm curious, when I look at the pictures, um, it looks like a nice, like, brownie red little cub. Is that yeah. is that the color of it, or is that what do you think that that would have been the original color of its fur? And what is the fur hard, or is it soft like petting a dog? Yeah, it, it's soft like petting a dog. It's it's like a little stuffed animal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think of my I got a ten year old son. He loves stuffies, and it's, it's probably very similar to that. But um, it, it it probably wasn't red in life because we know one of the things that happens in permafrost is that there's sort of an oxidation that happens with the, the pigment cells, uh, the color of the fur. So it was probably a dark brown or maybe even a blackish color. Oh, okay. And then because of that oxidation through time, it turned more red. Huh. And we see that as common with, say, woolly mammoth carcasses that are yeah found in the permafrost in Siberia, too. They turn reddish. So this wolf pu- um, pup, I almost said wolf pub, wolf pup <laughs> that you found, how does, it, how does it rank on the on the list of discoveries that, that you've worked with, Grant? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty high up there. You know, I, I sometimes feel almost like we're in a gluttony of cool things here in the Yukon because there's a lot of amazing things that comes uh, out of the permafrost here. Uh, and, and really that's due to the really great relationship we have with the gold mining community here. And we spend our summers driving around and collecting bones. And for example, I think one of the, the most amazing things that we've ever found in the Yukon, and this is something we studied about 10 years ago, was a horse bone that was almost a million years old that had uh, DNA in it. Hmm. That was the oldest, it's the oldest DNA in the world. And it came wow. from a, a gold mine, uh, a, a horse bone found at a gold mine in the Yukon. So that permafrost it has an, an amazing opportunity to, to preserve things like soft tissues and mummies and, and DNA. It's you know this whole uh, you know idea of Jurassic Park. Uh, you know it's all you know being able to bring DNA from ancient animals, extinct animals. It's it really because of the the permafrost in places like the Yukon. So you know I, we found amazing bones of Ice Age camels and mammoths, but I think. For me, being able to to like touch an animal that that died fifty thousand years ago, and it still looks like an animal that could have been living three weeks ago, it's it just really captures your imagination and really gets you to ponder the changes that, that have happened in in the Yukon and Canada through that time period, and it's really awe inspiring. I think it's it's going to be great for for students and and people who visit this place to be able to come check it out. Grant, we're way over time, but i got to ask you one more question. As a paleontologist... <laughs> no problem. As a paleontologist... Start moving things, Angie. Yeah, start moving commercials. <laughs> wouldn't you just love to take all that 
ice and snow and permafrost and whatever else up north and just lift it like a carpet and see what's underneath? <laughs> but, you know, then that would be, that'd be cheating. I, I love the <laughs> idea that every time we go to one of these sites, we really never know what we're going to find. And just for example, on Thursday when we did this unveiling of these mummies, the next day, you know, we were, we were kind of tired of talking. So we went out in the field and it's one of our favorite field localities and we found this awesome jaw of an ice age lion with this giant fang on it you know so we didn't expect to find that but when we did we we were just super excited every time we go out there we find something kind of new kind of new and exciting and and just really to get your hands on that ancient ice age world and put it in your backpack and go back to the office or the lab and it's pretty cool we're we're pretty we're pretty um uh, we're you know, fortunate in a place like the Yukon where there's so much interesting history to be able to uncover. You have a really cool job, Grant. And let me tell you <laughs> something. I hope that uh, Andrew and I get to talk to you again sometime down the line. Thank you so much for sharing uh, the details and your enthusiasm with us. Thank you very much. Well, thanks to Grant Zazula from uh, the Yukon government. He's a paleontologist with the Yukon government. An enthusiastic was, paleontologist. Oh, I Fantastic. I, I did as well. Um, by the way, if you're heading up to uh, the Yukon, mm-hmm. you can check out the mummified carcasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're on display right now at the... Uh, uh, I'm going to say this the wrong way, probably, the Danojo Cultural Center in Dawson City. Hmm. And then they're going to be eventually incorporated into an exhibit at the uh, Beringia Interpretive Center in Whitehorse. But, yeah, it looks like just a little pup laying on a on a little carpet oh, in front of so the fireplace. Sweet, it sure is pretty cute. If anyway, it was fascinating. alive, don't feed it. Absolutely fascinating. So, still to come on the show... Edmonton Comedy Festival tickets to give away. Yep. We have the word of the day. Yeah, if you want to join us in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Plus... We're going we're gonna to ask you the... Well, actually, we're going to ask our guests the question, can you overdose on cannabis? The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.